0: Thank you for joining Thinking Out Loud podcast, Talks with Tara. I want to thank you for joining me today and just sharing your time with me. I really appreciate it. Um, If you haven't already, I will urge you to follow me on Instagram at TalksWithTara underscore 888. Uh, This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. You want to hit the notification bell on one of those platforms, whichever you choose to listen to me to, so that you aren't missing any episodes. Um, This platform was created where I will have the freedom to talk about the things that I think about, you know, um, things that I don't talk about out loud, things that I don't discuss with others, and just kind of let the things that swim around in my brain come out in word forum. I am not a psychologist, a social worker, or a scientist. Nothing I say is scientifically back. This is all 100% merely based on my opinion and my experiences that I have had in my 32 years of being on this earth. So I thank you for taking the time to listen to me and to support my podcast. If you are already following me and you are not aware and you don't follow me, please feel free to join me in the Vibe House on the Balcony section on 7 p.m. every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time every Sunday at www.5106.com. Now that we got all of that out the way, let's go ahead and hop into this episode for today. Today we are getting into part two of me realizing I was a part of a cult. And how it affected my perspective on God and the church. So just a quick recap from last week. And you guys got to go back and listen to that episode. So if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that episode, I suggest that you go back and listen to that episode. A quick recap. So basically, I was raised in a church. I was a part of a ministry during school. I grew up. I got pregnant. Left the church. And now I'm back. So, um, I joined church again. Um, I fully committed myself to a ministry that I was a part of. Um, at this time, I'm probably like I got married when I was 22, so I'm probably like somewhere between 20, 21, so this this all of this occurred when I was like 20, 21, 22. Um, So about three or four years. So basically I'm a part of this ministry and things to me began to, I was so caught up in it that it started to not only affect me mentally and my confidence and who I was and feeling like I was in this endless cycle of um, owing the pastor per se of things that I I, um, that she did for me and, you know, feeling like I, I have to preference this by saying also that 95% of our congregation worked for the leader of our church. So they had a separate business outside of the church. So, um, 95% of us were also their employees. So when I mentioned the fact that paying tithes and offering was a thing of, I know how much, you make in your paycheck so you know I know how much I should be getting I'm able to calculate like if that's not the best scheme I've ever heard of that I'm gonna pay you a salary but you're I'm also gonna start a ministry that I want you to be a part of because I need all that money back like come on like you could you could literally calculate how much money you'll be bringing in every two weeks or monthly because you know what everybody makes. But I digress. So, um, I started to realize things were a little crazy because this particular individual started to attempt to isolate me from my family. And they wanted them and their family to become my family. That my family was no longer my family. My family didn't care about me. Um, didn't love me, was crazy, something was wrong with them. And it drew a wedge between me and my family because I believed these things that were being said to me. And I know it sounds crazy because you're probably thinking, like, that's your family. Like, nobody comes before your family. they are outsiders coming in your family. But when you feel like you really trust someone and you really love someone and you're vulnerable, like it's a whole nother level to manipulation, okay? It's, it's, it's just a whole nother level. So um, essentially, I started to feel isolated from my family and just things just started to just not make sense to me. You know, there was certain information I was getting of things that have happened and things that were happening and I just started putting things together and just something in me just wasn't sitting right. And I'm going to tell you what was the cherry on top for me. And then I'm going I'm, to I'm I'm lead a subject alone. The cherry on top for me that confirmed that something wasn't right. Was when this particular individual had the nerve and the audacity. To stand before a congregation who you know for a fact. Is literally struggling. Okay. And you ask and require each and every single individual to donate and give between one to two thousand dollars per person you have lost your mind that was the point when i realized oh they tripping this ain't right okay and i left i left because i felt like i was being taken advantage of i felt like I was being used. I felt like I was being manipulated. I felt like this whole thing just did not make sense. I felt like conversations that were being had and things that were being said and things that were being done to people just was not right. And when I left, I totally, I totally started to get so angry Angry. I was so angry. I was angry, I was hurt, and I was traumatized. And I felt like, because I felt like I had been betrayed by people that I truly trust. People that I placed over my own blood family. Right? When you feel like you've been manipulated the entire time. And that this person has taken advantage of you, even though you've seen them do it to other people, it hits you in another place when you guys are really close. And we were really, really, really close, right? But it made me question my relationship with God because I questioned everything at this point. And this is the point of the episode. I question everything at this point, because at this point in my life, I started to be like, well, is God even real? Well, is this even a real thing? Or is this whole thing just a a ball of manipulation to make me believe in something that isn't legitimate? You know, it's kind of like when you're in a long-term relationship and the guy, you know promises to be committed to you and promises to love you and promises to to stand by you and you find out the whole time he got a whole nother family or you find out the whole time you know all it took was for you to find out you were sick and for him to run off with the next chick you know what i mean it's kind of like how could you you know i trusted you i was here for you i loved you I hung on to every word you said to me, even though my family told me that she was no good for me. I still trusted you, right? So, um, it caused me to have an issue with God, and it caused me to have an issue with the church as a whole. Like, everybody, everybody, all the churches. I wasn't going to church. You couldn't pay me to go to church after this incident. You could not pay. When I say you could not pay me, you can pay me because I was done. I was done. I was so done. I felt like everybody was a master manipulator. I feel like every church was just running game, right? And, you know, being, you know, 20, 21, 22, you still don't know who you are. And because I had to go through all of this young in my 20s, I was, like, traumatized. (laughs) I was completely traumatized. And my thought process was, God, how could you allow this to happen? How could you allow this to happen? And I was angry, and I was upset with God, and I was angry, and I was upset with this individual, and I was angry, and I was upset with the church as a whole, and I was just like, how could you? And it took maybe let's see i left when i was 22 i'm now 32 so it took when i was maybe like so i was like 27 to go back to church because i was done i felt like everybody was using me. and then i went from being angry at everything To feeling like God is going to have his way. There's going to be a time where this person is going to be exposed and I can't wait for the downfall. But in the midst of all this time, there were individuals that I was specifically connected to who died. So while I'm angry at this one individual, there are people I truly love who had genuine hearts and souls. Who have died along the way, and I miss time with them. I miss time with them, and you know, still to this day, I struggle with dealing with this particular individual. I I can't say, I mean, I haven't had a face to face interaction with this individual. But, like, this individual had showed up at a job I was at, and I was so angry I had to leave for the day. You know, I have, you know, I, don't, I didn't want nobody to talk about this individual. I didn't want to hear this person's name. I blocked them on social medias. I didn't want anybody who, who supported this individual, I blocked them because I wanted no parts. Because in my mind, the master manipulation was, if I could get you to sit up under me as I'm speaking to the masses, that's how I draw you in. And that's what was revealed to me. That's how I manipulate you and that's how I draw you in is by speaking to the masses. So if I can have you sit in my congregation or sit before me as I'm speaking into the masses, that's how I, I manipulate, right? So, you know, I had to come to a place where I could no longer hold the entire church responsible for one person's actions. I could not hold God responsible for one person's actions. Everything happens for a reason. You know, and I'm a firm believer that you will reap what you sow. Whether you believe in karma, whether you believe in the universe, whether you believe in God's timing, whether you believe in reaping what you sow, it all has a place to come around. And it may you may not be alive to see it. It may not come when you want it to come. Oh, but it's going to come. Right? So I went through all of that and questioning God and being against the church to praying for this person's downfall to being angry, so angry. And still, I'm telling you guys, this is still a struggle for me to this day. Being upset about the simple fact that there are people who are still dealing with this individual and still sitting up under this individual and knowing that they're being manipulated but they just don't have the strength to leave they want to choose the latter that for me sends me to the roof because I feel like you got so much blood on your hands how dare you I'm not as angry about it today as I was but it's still something that bothers me And before I am responsible for having somebody else's blood on my hands, I'd rather walk away from the situation. So then, as an adult, you know, as I I I probably was like 27, 28 up until currently I joined a new ministry, but it took me a while to trust this ministry because I felt like everything I had been through, I trusted nobody. You know what I mean? And I always tell them thank you for operating in integrity because it's only in an individual operating in integrity that can help heal the past traumas. You can't hold... And my mom told me this one time. You can't hold people responsible for other people's actions. Everybody is not the same. If you're going to hold somebody responsible, you hold them responsible for the things that they've done, not for what somebody else has done. So I went from being open to serving god relentlessly without question to feeling like i was manipulated in a part of a cult situation and uh feeling like you know i was taken advantage of to not wanting to deal with god at all questioning god and and not wanting to have anything to do with the church to now having to be in a position where I started a new ministry and I'm having to give them a chance and be able to attempt to heal from my past trauma. Now, I wanted to share this story because what I want you to understand is forgiveness is not for you, but it's for, it's not for the other person, but it's for yourself. And it's not your responsibility to do what God is going to do. Right? It's not your responsibility to hold that person accountable. And I'm real with y'all. I'm still dealing with this till this day. This is what the church calls church hurt. And a lot of people have dealt with this where they felt that individuals in the church have manipulated them or misused them or they feel like they've done something wrong that made them feel uncomfortable or something about it just don't sit right. You have to go to God with those concerns and let him deal with it. And he'll tell you where to move and how to move. But we also have to be smart and be wise to say, God, give me discernment. That if this is not for me and this is not right and this is not of you, let me see it for what it is. Trust your family. Your family never will lead you astray. Your family always has your best interests at heart. That's the lesson I learned from this. So now because of that experience, it's left me in a weird place with church. It left it left me in a weird place. And if you're a pastor and you're listening, you have to be careful how you interact with people because what you don't want is for you know you to be responsible for someone being traumatized. And I don't think I will ever get an apology for the way that this person has treated me. I don't think I ever will get an apology for them not being genuine and lying and being manipulative, ever. Because then that would mean you would have to accept responsibility. And we all know as humans, that's one thing some folks is not gonna do is they are not gonna accept responsibility for something they feel like they ain't did when they know they did wrong. You know, so I've had to just move on and move forward. You know, I always tell, I always talk to my dad. We always say about my mom. My mom is like one of the most forgiving people I probably have ever met. My mom, if if something happens, if somebody do something to my mom, my mom, like she don't even be on it. I'm not there. And that's, I think my mom is like that because of wisdom and age, but I'm not there. I'm still struggling with this. So if you're out there and you feel like that you're traumatized or you feel like that you're dealing with church hurt or you've been abused and misused by the church, you can't hold all churches responsible for one person's actions. That's not what I don't feel like that's what God intended for church to be. Church is supposed to be where we can come and heal, where we can come and gather together to be on one accord. Just like I said in the first episode, when I was growing up and I had gospel choir, that was church. That was church because I was able to serve God and praise God all together. We were doing it all together on one accord. We all had the same goal. And it was authentic and it was raw and it was real because that's our heart. Was in the right place. My pastor I had when I was growing up. He used to say. Charge it to my head. Not my heart. So if you out there. And you feel like. That you've been taken advantage of. And you've been misused by a certain person. At a church. Don't hold other churches accountable for that. You can't hold them accountable. For somebody else's actions. You know, sometimes you got to charge it to their head, not their heart. Because with a great calling comes an even greater responsibility. And see, when people hear that term, they think about, oh, my gosh, I have such a great responsibility, like literally. But we have to look at it from a different perspective. That's what this channel is about. Looking at things from a different perspective. You have a great responsibility. And sometimes people are not ready for that responsibility. They want the calling, but they don't want the responsibility that comes with the calling. An ideal pastor for me is somebody who don't mind rolling up their sleeves and getting down and dirty right with you. We working together as a community that's what church should be it's not about money it ain't about cars it ain't about suits it ain't about who got the biggest house it ain't got who best dressed who got the cutest nails who got the popping diamonds that's not what it's about it's about us coming together as a community what would happen if we took all of that out of church (laughs) what would happen Can we keep the main thing, the main thing? I don't know who used to say that. Somebody I know used to say that. Can we keep the main thing, the main thing? Because we we focus on the wrong things, And because we're focused on the wrong things as a community, this is why people feel like they don't want to be a part of. We're all responsible. We're all one body, which everybody love to say. We all one body in Christ. So if we are one body in Christ, we are responsible. Church should be a place of healing, not a place of trauma and toxicity. You wanting to dictate everybody else's identity and what they should and should not be doing is toxic. That's not your place. Take your mouth off that. That's not your place. Unless you are willing to give constructive criticism and then on the other hand, give a helping hand. If I'ma talk about you and chastise you for something you did, on the other hand, let me help you out. This is what you not supposed to be doing. This is what you can do to help your situation. Churches become too surface. We focus on the wrong thing. We focus on the wrong thing and that's just what it is. We're focused on the wrong thing. It's too surface. So my prayer is that if someone is listening who has turned their back on God and feel like God doesn't love them, because of an experience a traumatizing experience that you've had from an individual of the cloth or an individual who is supposed to be a christian or an individual who's supposed to be a part of church or an individual who taught their bible and know all the scriptures i want you to know that it's okay it's okay to hurt and god will heal that's not what he meant for you That's not what he meant for you. I hope that me sharing a story was helpful to someone. My goal is always to share my truth and my opinion. So people don't feel like they out here by themselves. People don't feel like it's just them. Nobody else is going through this. Or they're wrong for feeling how they feel. You're not wrong. You're not by yourself. We have all been there. We've had experiences. And some more than others. So I thank you for taking the time to listen to my story. I hope something was said to help you. Please share if you feel the need. Again, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. And you can join me 7 p.m. Eastern Time in the Vibe House on www.vibe106.com. 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the balcony. I will talk to you guys next week. Be encouraged. Stay safe. And know that God loves you. If don't nobody else love you, God loves you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.